It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked on Jazz from New York City on the 14th of January. Major League Baseball cheating scandal. Is there an NBA equivalent? The Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie. Let's dig into what that means. And a Time Machine Tuesday for a winning streak jazz. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, making it way better, hopefully, to be a Jazz fan. Hope you're super today. January 14th is my best friend from nursery school, still friends today, godfather of one of his daughters, 50th birthday, which is so weird because how is it possible that my friends are turning 50? That can't be happening. Ah! Oh, I'm going to have a total mental breakdown at some point in this process of aging. Uh, I do not believe I'm that old. And just to give you guys a little bit of other piece of news, I'm not complaining. Just trying to, for those of you who are out there that are 40 and think you're indestructible and about to be 50, for those of you that are 50, and for those of you who are 20 and just think this is a weird conversation because we are your parents, you know, just suck on a lemon for a second and be quiet. Um, I was... I got lost in the, I've been having plantar fasciitis in my left foot and I got lost on my way to the broadcast site in the Capital One Center in Washington and got caught behind a private club and was going to be late for the broadcast. So I was sprinting to the broadcast site like with 30 seconds to spare before airtime. It's like seriously, like you have the nightmare about like getting called up in front of class and there's all those, you know, they talk about all the, like so my reoccurring nightmare dream is being late for a broadcast. And I, or missing a broadcast. Like, I'll have dreams all the time that, like, I'm in the second quarter of a game and somehow I was supposed to be broadcasting it and I'm not. Or that, you know, just all, it's just that is the nightmare dream that I have. I am revealing way too much about who I am right here. Um, that's my anxiety dream all the time is that I miss a broadcast. So it was actually about to happen. I got caught on the wrong side of the arena. I missed, ju- I, I, our broadcast site is up and far away and in a weird spot. And I, I actually thought it was on one side of the floor and it's actually on the other. So I end up on the wrong elevator and got in the wrong level. And then when I tried to run to the site, there's a private club and they wouldn't let me through it. And so I was going to be late and I'm sprinting and the fascia in the bottom of my foot pops while I'm running like 15 seconds to airtime yesterday or in D.C. So here I sit on a day broadcasting live in New York City with an ice pack on my foot I'm fine, by the way. Um, As I, um, my best friend from nursery school's 50th birthday when I read out the date today, and I'm feeling awfully old. I will say, um, I don't know if anyone's ever done this, and this is not an ad. I'm now just babbling. This is not an ad, but I will say I didn't pay for this, so I just want to be clear so there's no any, um, they did, this guy, uh, Dash, who's a, Dash Olson, who's a listener of the show, great dude, has been really kind to me. And I've been always curious about cryotherapy because Matt Bullard of the Rockets um, 
is really, really big into it and thinks it's changed his life after all of his injuries following the NBA. And so I've always been curious. So uh, there's a company in town called Restore. There's one out in Sandy and one in Sugarhouse. And so Dash works in the Sandy one. So I went and visited him there. And then they have these IV drips, which I've never really done before. And I thought that was really interesting. So anyway, I did an IV drip before this road trip because I didn't feel very well. And it made me feel great. So maybe that's my answer. I'm so flipping old. Then I'm just going to have to live at this place all the time and do that. All right. Um, this is what happens to the show when I actually felt a little bit better on my foot today. I've been cooped up for two days and kind of waddled out, <coughs> excuse me, on a walk and have had a double shot espresso and an oat milk latte uh, and another double shot espresso. So wired. Uh, high energy show. I want a little bit of a conversation with you that does not necessarily involve around jazz. I, I'm curious. So, first question is, if I told you tomorrow the Utah Jazz could win a championship, it would cost you our general manager, our head coach, our image, and first-round draft picks in in two years, and the Millers $5 million. Would you take it? Because that's what the Astros did, right? The Astros... Really blatantly cheating. Unbelievable. Like, as a former baseball player, I played in college, not well. Had a California zip code for an ERA. It was not good, but I played. Um, set goals, reach them, and then move on. Um, the so, I pl- so, like, the idea that they were hitting a gun, uh, a gun or something on a trash can so that someone knew if it was a fastball, if it was silent, like, that changes the game dramatically. Um, I'm sure someone has done the uh, analysis. And frankly, this is not a story I covered. I, I followed a great deal until I actually just dug in yesterday. Congratulations to Major League Baseball on releasing this on the day of the national championship game so the story would go away as fast as possible. That was that was pretty astute. Um, this is a huge, huge story. And so if you're a Houston Astro fan today, are you okay with it? Right? You got the pleasure of winning a championship. You've been great. You were involved in this. So if the and I, so if the Jazz, there are cameras in every arena. So we could absolutely turn on the second spectrum camera probably or some other camera and videotape someone's shoot arounds in with a uh, and have a live camera on their shoot arounds. And be taping that. Um, what would be the equivalent would be if somehow we mic'd the coach's room before the game. I don't really know. What is the NBA equivalent to sign stealing? You know, in the and, and really in the NBA it's similar. Like there's advanced scouts in every building that are there solely for the purpose of trying to get the play calls. But that's different. That's like a public play call and you're, you're getting it, and frankly, Quinn is known for being the single most difficult one in the league to get, and Quinn actually has a whole system so that you can't get his play calls. That's like a huge part of of what he believes in, is not allowing the Chris Pauls of the world who know everyone's plays and yell them out, or the scouts who know everyone's plays to yell them out, to know exactly what we're running um, in the mecha with all sorts of different nonverbal calls and things of that nature. It's a very deep part of Quinn, so there's certainly that st- sign-stealing aspect to basketball, but I... D- I don't know what the what would be the equivalent corruption 
in the NBA. I, I really can't think of it. We've had it. What's interesting is we've had it now in both sports, right? Clearly the Patriots were stealing signs when they had cameras on the Bengals. We've had the Astros stealing signs. We've had the Red Sox stealing signs. It sounds as though, from what I read, I'm not an expert. Literally, I dug in last night that this has been going on for a while in Major League Baseball, the minute they added technology. So, again, it, what what is the NBA equivalent? And... Like, where are we morally on the desire to win? Like, if you're the Astros, that championship is really tainted. It does not mean that their fans did not go through the pleasure of winning, having the ecstasy of winning, but they're cheat- they cheated. They cheated to win a World Series. It's really bad. It's Black Sox-esque, in my opinion. It's mammoth. The NBA, I actually think, does not have anything of that nature. I don't think the NHL does either. These continually flow games make it much more difficult. Um, but again, it, so if we had a camera that we were miking um, in the visiting bench area, we took one of our TV cameras, we mic the visiting bench, we had an assistant coach on our side who could listen in on their huddle and in real time relay it to our team, and it gave us an edge. Blatantly cheating, right? We're all no. Are we? We're all no, right? We're all no. Like, I th- I'm no. But you're not losing to the Rockets in the first round anymore. Like, it's interesting. I mean, it's kind of a cliche debate. Um, here's, what, here's where the debate gets really interesting. The debate is not actually, and this is where these guys should be fired and spent. The debate is, there, there's only, there's, it's the same thing in the steroid era of Major League Baseball, or maybe if there was one in basketball. It's a very easy debate. Should I be taking illegal performance-enhancing drugs? No. Should I be cheating? No. Until you believe you're at a competitive disadvantage because other people are. And then it gets then that gets really gray and screwy in ethics. Well, I don't believe I should take performance-enhancing drugs, but I want to stay in the big leagues, and everybody is, or I want to make the big leagues, and everybody is using performance-enhancing drugs, and they, and so I've got to do it to stay alive. I'm not actually cheating. Everyone's doing it, and I've got to stay. I don't really want to sign screen or yeah, sign steal, but everyone's doing it. The minute, as an NBA team, you thought for one second that somebody else was miking your huddle, you'd mic their huddle. And then this is the interesting debate from a fan... So, Okay, now those are the inside issues. That's when your ethics change. Now let me ask you just, and we'll leave it at this, as a pure fan. Pure fan. I tell you as a fan that you can have the ecstasy of a championship run, a championship parade, buy your championship sweatshirts, have your championship hat, walk around with the pride of a fan who won it. Feel that ecstasy. Share that with your children. Share that with your wife. Share that with your parents. Have those that incredible run in that incredible moment. And two years later, I'm going to tell you that your team cheated to achieve it. What are you taking? Come on, that one's hard. Admit it, that one's hard. You didn't cheat. You got the XC, they cheated. If you're an owner, if you're a player, if you're a coach, and you're intimately involved, unless your ethics are skewed by the fact that everyone else around you is cheating, it's simple. As a fan, it's super complicated. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. That is not super complicated. The Hyundai brand is just fabulous. 
and has built all sorts of things. I have the Palisade. I have gotten to drive the Palisade for maybe 32 minutes, and it is so outstanding. I can't wait to tell you more about it. I just got the Palisade. That's their big new eight-seater. It's got incredibly spacious, uh, It plenty of room. It uh, who, was, who saw it? Oh, uh, John Kimball, uh, who uh, just got himself a brand-new... Uh, car uh was looking at the palisade with me after the game was just kind of blown away uh john head of the uh arena and some other things with the jazz um tour of utah you see the lineup of the tour of utah it's awesome whoa am i just all over the map right now can i interrupt myself more um anyway murdoch hyundai 46 46 south state street located in logan and in linden i've got the palisade i can't wait to tell you more about it they also have the tucson the kona and the Santa Fe on their SUV lineup, the Sonata and the Launcher are rolling as well. If you're going to stop by in either Logan or in Linden or at 4646 South State Street, email me at dlock09 at gmail.com first and let me know you're going to be there. I'll set up a meeting for you with the right person. You can walk in and get preferred status, and we'll take care of you as a special uh, Locked On Jazz listener. It is Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Brooklyn Nets on the docket tonight. Um, they are 18 and 20. Kyrie is back, and boy, are they a funny team. So there's a few things, big picture about them that are funny. Analytically, they're terrific. Okay? So analytically, they do everything right. They take the sixth most amount of threes. They're 13th in defending. But, and that, but they're not great. It's kind of weird. Their on-off stuff is even more fascinating. So, Spencer Dinwiddie, when they're on the floor, when he's on the floor, they are 15 points per 100 possessions better when he's on the floor. That is a huge difference. That's the biggest difference of just about any player in the NBA. Jarrett Allen... Their starting center is plus 12 offensively, and DeAndre Jordan is minus 13. In fact, DeAndre Jordan's differential plus minus is minus 11 when he's on the floor compared to Allen's plus 8. So what about Kyrie? Are they actually better or worse with Kyrie? They're better with Kyrie. He's back. They're plus 3. When Kyrie is 
on the floor offensively, they're plus eight. But when he's on the floor defensively, they're four points worse. Their defense is way worse when Kyrie's on the floor. You look at some of their lineup stuff, it gets interesting. Like if we dig into it a little bit and you start to filter it around and play with like who they can play and who. So if you have Kyrie on the floor and you have Spencer Dinwiddie on the floor at the same time. So that's their two best players on the floor. They're incredible. They're plus 18 per 100 possessions. They're 99th percentile offensively and 60th percentile defensively. They are great. Interesting, right? No one talks about that. That is one of the best teams in the NBA when you have both Kyrie. Now, let's say you put two really good drivers in Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie, and on the floor with Joe Harris, who is the best catch-and-shoot guy in the NBA. And you know what you get? Lights out again, 99th percentile offensively, 121 offensive rating. For some weird reason, they've only done this 176 possessions. And they're decent, they're plus 13. There are lineups that Kenny Atkinson can put together that make this team seem very, very tough. Now, when you put Kyrie on the floor without Spencer Dinwiddie, And Kyrie's got his own show. They are minus eight per 100 possessions. They are awful. The offense goes down to the 19th percentile. The defense is in the 27th percentile. How interesting is that? Kyrie, and even if Joe Harris is on the floor, he's on the floor in almost all of those lineups. They're still awful. Kyrie is dependent on Spencer Dinwiddie to be on the floor with him for success. Isn't that strange? How about Spencer Dinwiddie on the floor without Kyrie Irving? What happens? They're average. So this is an interesting one for us because our starters are great, right? Well, their main group is pretty darn good too. And so when we suddenly go to the bench and play Jordan Clarkson, and do we have a night where we can suddenly take advantage with our bench group. Brooklyn's last game out, 108-86 win. They start Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, Torian Prince, and Jared Allen. And so there's that combination of Harris, Dinwiddie, and Irving. And it's really a combination of Kyrie Irving and Spencer Dinwiddie on the floor together. These guys are great. When Kyrie Irving and Spencer Dinwiddie have been on the floor together in 314 possessions, they're plus 18. There are not many two-man groups that are a lot better than that. And so this get, you know, that's the challenge tonight. I'm trying to find one note for you on this of what their record is in you wonder why they've played so little together. The two-man group of Spencer Dinwiddie and Kyrie Irving. Oops, sorry, I just had a... Something strange just happened. Russell Westbrook just ended up on the Brooklyn Nets, according to the NBA. That's not right. Spencer Dinwiddie and Kyrie Irving 
have played. This is nice of me to look this up live on the air, live with you right now. Trying to figure out why they've played so little together between Dinwiddie's injuries and Kyrie's mysterious injury. They just haven't played very much together. The Nets are going to be a playoff team, and they're going to be good. I had the Nets as one of the best offenses in the NBA, according to my numbers this year, and that actually, the opposite has happened. Um, because they're 24th in the league offensively. But again, that is when they have had not had their guys together. When Kyrie shares the floor with their primary guys, then they start to get pretty good. I know they had the little run without Kyrie with playing better in their record. Yeah. Kyrie and Spencer Dinwiddie have played 12 games together. According to NBA.com, they're 14.4 together, not the numbers of cleaning the glass out. But they've only played 12 games together this year. They play fast when they're on the floor together, too, at 105.5. Their offense... With those two on the floor together is when they're at their best. But frankly, their offense is best when Spencer Dinwiddie has it. But Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyrie Irving, their offense is a 119.2 in 12 games. It's the best two-man offense that the Nets have. And it's one of their best net ratings as well. So that's a big one for us tonight. This one's not easy in any way, any way, shape, or form. Today's show brought to you by Steve Carter over at Intercap Lending. Only Steve Carter, nobody else anymore. No, that's not true. Intercap Lending is still there doing great work. I had a nice time with Brock and Steve the other day. Stopped by the the office uh, and visited. They have just had great success. They continue, and they do, what's wonderful about Intercap is they're also doing great things in the neighborhood and in the community. They had a great backpack campaign, um, right, and a kickoff to school, and and so that's that's so it was so great to see. But the story on Intercap is is really interesting. Intercap Lending is a 40-year-old uh, lending company that in April of 2016, Josh Romney brought back to Utah. And they are a little different because they're hyper-responsive. They've embraced change with the technology. And they've improved the borrower experience by being a direct issuer. And then they have guys like Steve Carter that are just amazing. Steve Carter is the locked-on jazz loan officer set for you solely. He did mine amazing and the amount of reviews I have from people continually one after another after another is that Steve Carter's the best they've ever worked with what's also cool is the growth right when we first started with Intercap they had two branches they were up to 11 now they're expanding all across the country we're going to start doing work with them in other marketplaces it's really cool to see how they've grown and what they've done as a group call Steve at 385-800-8528 if you're thinking about refining if you need a mortgage right now Intercap Lending is the answer, and Steve Carter will give you an amazing experience, and you will get the corporate discount via Lockdown Jazz. Call Steve Carter, 385-800-8528. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com, 385-800-8528. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Lockdown's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel
feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors. This at-home device, handheld percussive therapy, has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. We have a Time Machine Tuesday for you. Time Machine Tuesday. Donovan, I would suspect, will play today, by the way. Mike Conley is going one-on-one with Justin Wright Foreman. So we have Justin Wright. Great way to use your D-League players. The Jazz are so good at these things. So Justin Wright Foreman is out here playing one-on-one with Mike Conley to really get Mike Conley ready to come back. And same time, Justin Wright Foreman, who really can score it, is having a really nice G League campaign. Uh, how fun is the Salt Lake? Are the Salt Lake Stars? Bart Taylor's group, uh, Martin Schiller, the coach. Bart Taylor, the GM. They are just so fun right now. You should go out and watch them. They're playing so well. The guys are into it. They're winning a ton. Wouldn't it be great if we could have like a Stars championship run at the same time we had a Jazz championship run? That would be pretty outstanding. Um, so anyway, the um, that's all. Uh, so he's out here doing that. That's kind of the health instinct upstate on this i would suspect that royce gets Kyrie tonight but that is not a great matchup for royce royce is really really good when he can get in on someone physically and is Kyrie? you can't really get in on physically because his handles are just too good and too tight i think at some point in the game you're gonna have to see joe ingles on Kyrie, and where you're negating Kyrie's ability by Cutting off his, taking away his angles with Joe's length. That's that's my guess on how to approach this team um, and what the Jazz should do tonight. Because, well, or Donovan. Um, but I was just thinking about our two kind of defensive stoppers that we use, both Joe, in different ways. Um, I think that's the answer. In fact, you know, if you go back and look at the 119-114 Jazz win over Brooklyn, Earlier this year, I think if you go look into the matchup aspects of that, you'll see that that was the case. Kyrie went 10 of 30 on that game. He had a really tough day because of Rudy. Uh, when he got switched onto Rudy, he did not have a a particularly good game uh, in that matchup. And that was a huge part of what uh, got the Jazz the win. In fact, let me look that up for you um, and see if I can find it because I think that'll be an interesting note um, coming into this game. I have it in my other notes which are my broadcast notes, not my Locked on Jazz notes. But let's see if we can find that for you really quickly. And then we will do Time Machine Tuesday and pull out a year um, taking us back. If we look at player tracking, 119-114, and we look at hustle plays and matchups. This is how you do it, too. And we look at Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving went 2 of 11 when guarded by Mike Conley. Huh. Oh no, he had 2 points. There's his shooting. Uh Kyrie went 1 of 1. 3 of 13 when guarded by Rudy Gobert. 
One of five when guarded by Joe Ingles. Five of eight when guarded by Royce O'Neal. Hey, memory strikes this crazy guy right. All right, let's go Time Machine Tuesday, Utah Jazz Time Machine. Let's go in and grab the year 1994, the Utah Jazz. Let's go back and look at 1994, January 14th. Let's see what we find. The 93-94 season, we lost in the Western Conference Finals. We went 53-29. and Is that... Let's see. Then we lost in the first round. I wonder what Western... Is that the Sonics? No, that's the Houston Rockets five-game loss. Uh, let's go see. We beat the Spurs in the first round 3-1, beat the Nuggets 4-3, and then lost to the Rockets. All right, January 14th, we played against the Chicago Bulls in Chicago, and the Bulls blasted us. 107-91. to This is before we've acquired Jeff Hornacek. Jeff Malone has 21, Carl has 26, Stockton 12.16 assists, 12.16 assists, Brian Russell 4 of 8, Felton Spencer 0 for 4, Tyrone Corbin 5 of 10, Jay Humphreys 1 of 4, Tom Chambers 3 of 7, David Benoit played 15 minutes, went 0 of 2, Walter Bond and Jay Karate came off the bench. The Chicago Bulls, this was the, this was the Michaelis Bulls blasting us. They started Pete Myers and B.J. Armstrong in the backcourt with Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, and Will Perdue. Steve Kerr came off the bench for 20. Tony Hornis, uh, yeah, Tony Kukoc had 16. That's a bad loss by us. What happened? We were up 27-19 at the end of one. They cut the deficit in the third. We got outscored 63-42 in the second half. What do you think Jerry Sloan was saying after that one? Woo, Jerry must have been fired up. We went to 23-12 and 12 with that loss. We were still pretty good. It was a, We actually might have, had, might have had something wrong with the team at that point. We lost five of six in there. Lost to Phoenix at home, lost to Miami, lost to the Supersonics, and we're getting kind of blown out. That's funny. I don't remember this entirely. They won five straight and lost by 16 to the Suns at home, six to Miami, 21 at... Was, uh, at Seattle, beat the Bucks at home, lost to Chicago by 16, lost to the Nets on the road by five. I would guess there was something wrong. Um, and is that the year we make the Jeff Hornacek trade? I think, and maybe that's the... Um, I think that, you know, that, that's an interesting one to kind of look back at. Jeff Hornacek is traded midway through the 93-94 season. So I would guess that little stretch right there might be a large impetus of, in fact, the Jazz started the year 22-8. and eight. I covered this team. There was something wrong. I know. This is all coming back to me. The Jazz started the year 22-8 and eight and then went 9-9 nine and nine in their next 18 games, 10-10 and 10 in their next 10 games before they traded for Hornacek and got going. This is, and won 10 straight. Might be an interesting parallel to the Jazz season, this Jazz season. It'd be nice. We'll take the Western Conference Finals. We'd like to avoid that loss in the Western Conference Finals. But it's an interesting stretch there. The Jazz in that year, and and then they trade for Hornacek. Um, and uh, on February 24th. So the Jazz, before that trade, 
they had actually pulled off a few wins to straight up, but they that ten and ten stretch, and there was turmoil inside the team. There were all sorts of things going on. That that team was not getting along particularly well. Uh, now that I remember it, and now that I have the eyes of twenty five more years of experience, twenty six more. Oh my gosh! It's we're going to end the show and start the show at the same place. That was my second year covering the NBA full time, so that puts me at. 26 years ago I was covering that team but I remember it I remember a lot of aspects to it. I remember nights at Green Street hearing about all the internal problems and now I have a much better understanding of how teams work than I did as a young reporter there. So yeah, that team had internal turmoil, probably was not quite clicking, went 10 and 10, they made a trade. Boom, look what happens. Um, I don't know if that's the same as our our situation seemed to be lack of performance on our bench, not internal turmoil. Um, but I'll take the comparison that gets us to the Western Conference Finals. The comparison to this team was probably a stretch, but it was a neat, neat idea. All right, uh, this is me having an age crisis and a mental breakdown. This will be really fun for you. Listen to Locked on Jazz every day. Listen to Locke on his last year in his 40s, figuring out what it's going to be like while he has a mental breakdown on a daily basis of the aging process. It's that, plus a lot of great basketball. Tune in every day to Locked on Jazz. <laughs> Have a good one. Uh, fun edition of Rejecting the Screen today. So tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Rejecting the Screen. Also, Hollinger and Duncan is out as well. Have a great one. Hope you're enjoying. Hope you laughed and giggled a little bit. Talk to you soon. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.